Hello, space travelers. This is Eccentrica Galumbits. Nothing turns me on more than the full release of Jeff and Brian's podcast. However, I'm really starting to enjoy these quickies, especially if it contains adult content. If you consult the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to discover the amount of sex there is in the universe, it will tell you there is none. Well, in fact, there is an awful lot of this, largely because of the total lack of money, trade, banks, art, or anything else that might keep all of the non-existent people of the universe occupied. For example, right now, you are listening to Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea. Sex is probably the last thing you would expect to hear on this podcast. So hold on to whatever it is you hold on to. Embrace yourself for this infinitely improbable bonus episode. Hello, this is Jeff, and for this bonus episode, I'm starting a segment called What in Life, the Universe, and Everything Did I Just Hear? This is where I'm going to tell you my reactions to what I just listened to. Hey, this reminds me of the launch of the Heart of Gold on Damagrin. Wait, what's happening? Wait, he's not human. Wait, if it is that good, now I really want to see some of that. Can you find it anywhere in the universe? Haha, <laughs> that is how you reboot. Wait, how is it in two places at once? Wait, that's not what the Heart of Gold looks like. That sounds more like... Oh. Haha, <laughs> it's a story within a story. Ah, a double entendre. Hey Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm ready to hit the panic button whenever you say so. <laughs> Why are you going to hit the panic button? Oh, I don't know, because we're about to talk about some adult content. Yes, yes, we are. I sat through <laughs> and listened to every disturbing word of this adult fan fiction twice. Well, <laughs> three times, maybe four, five. <laughs> Well, I definitely listened to it three times today, so. (laughs) All right, so first and foremost, I want to mention that this episode is not safe for work. That is why I included the capitalized NSFW in the title. That was not a joke. Well, that's not for small children. (laughs) Uh, It's not. Oh, wait, Did, did I say that other one was first? No. Forget what I said there. This. This is first and foremost. First and foremost, we would like to thank Plus Two Comedy out of Philadelphia, the Flying V Theater out of Montgomery County, Maryland, or I like how they say it, the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And we want to especially thank Ray Pendergrass for allowing us to share this piece of adult fan fiction with our listeners. Each of them can be found on Twitter, at Plus2Comedy, using the number 2, at Flying V Theater, and at Sharkspearian. That's Shakespearean (laughs) with an R. It's awesome. Ray seems to change her Twitter display name frequently. 
When I searched for her using her real name, I was able to find her easily because her real name was her display name. As you heard, her Twitter handle is at Sharksperian. Without her real name as a display name, I may have had a little bit of difficulty making sure it was her. (laughs) Shortly after I contacted her, I saw that her display name changed. I'll try not to take that personally. <laughs> anyway. Well, maybe, you sound like you're starting in the middle and not at the beginning. <laughs> no. She changed her display name to the word blank. blank. She also posted a picture. Yes, blank. She posted a picture of a form, like an online form that you fill out, yeah. that had a box for a name. And in the box, it said, cannot be blank. Her comment was, don't let anyone tell you who you can't be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you meet someone that, like, has the same brain as you? <laughs> well, I think so, because that is a nice, powerful message. And it reminded me a few years ago that I posted a picture of a package of shredded cheese mm-hmm. that was labeled for potatoes and casseroles. And I posted the picture of it with a comment that said, don't tell me how to use my cheese. But now I learn <laughs> the better post would have been, don't let anyone tell you how to use your cheese. That's right. <laughs> and and when we, well, I, I don't even remember. Were you there when we got that? Oh, it might be at a different company. When I got a book called Who Moved Your Cheese? <laughs> that's, yes, <laughs> that's right. Right. Did we both get that same book? I did not get that book, but you were telling me <laughs> when you got that book. <laughs> All right. Why don't we start back at the beginning here? <laughs> sure. Let's go back. Well, I've got one more thing to put in, and to me, I was at the beginning. But okay. okay. As of this recording, her display name on Twitter is ungovernable and unbutterable in 2022. I will accept the ungovernable. <laughs> However, one thing the movie Last Tango in Paris taught me is that everything is butterable. Even a Pop-Tart. Okay, you saw a different movie than I did. (laughs) I wasn't looking over your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Over-sensationalization and gratuitousness are serious news and entertainment media problems in all parts of the world. And it is in order that this situation should not be in any way exacerbated, the following facts will now be revealed in advance. The following two minutes and four seconds happened after the official recording of this episode. Part of the conversation and the things that were said fall outside the strict parameters we have set for this podcast. Even though it may be considered offensive... We felt it should be included here to provide context to the previous comments. Listener discretion is advised. Obviously, I don't know what you're going to say, and it isn't very often that I think I am so completely dumbstruck by what you said. But (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tart was like... What in the hell does a Pop-Tart have to do with Last Tango in Paris? 
<laughs> it has nothing to do with Last Tango in Paris, but it if if like me, and I'm assuming like a larger part of our audience, you happen to be a fan of The Simpsons. Okay. They sing a song about putting butter on a Pop Tart. And I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's pretty damn funny. Okay. <laughs> it was a cultural reference meant to appeal to our audience. Okay. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I Last Tango in Paris, if I've seen that movie, it would have had to have been 30 years ago. I don't remember any butter scene. And if I did see it, I probably didn't see an unedited version. So if it's on something uh, private, I wouldn't have seen that for sure. All right. So they're getting all hot and heavy and he's trying to fuck this woman in the ass. Only it's not lubricated enough. So he reaches up on the table and he grabs a great big stick of butter and shoves it up her ass first. And then they go at it. Jeez. (laughs) So therefore, you saying even a Pop-Tart at that moment (laughs) you can't script it. (laughs) Well, I clearly have not seen that part or that scene in that movie. But anyway, it's People who have never seen the movie have heard about that scene. Maybe. I didn't. You haven't. Okay. <laughs> but the rest of us who haven't heard about that scene we'll probably know, know about Simpsons. putting butter on a pop <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Oh my gosh. Once again, we wish to apologize for having mistaken The Simpsons for Family Guy. This error is nearly unforgivable, and we hope no one was offended. Let's go back to the beginning. Where did you want to go back to? Well, you've now described uh, all the people that you met in the process, but you actually haven't told anybody what the process was. So I will try to explain what happened that led to this bonus episode. When we started this podcast, there was no intentions of doing bonus episodes, but we did one right away for Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and they were fun to do, so to keep it going, I'm always on the lookout for a topic. And sometimes one just springs up and slaps you in the face. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I can't help what you personally are being slapped in the face with. (laughs) I don't want to be around you if you hadn't slapped in the face with this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite podcasts to follow is Stay Doomed by Plus Two Comedy. They discuss TV shows that ran for one season or less, and they decide a kind of a woulda, coulda, shoulda about its cancellation. I discovered them a few years ago while visiting you when we went to the Wizard World in Philadelphia, and we attended one of their panels. Oh, right. When this podcast goes on hiatus, they will still put out episodes from other things that Plus Two Comedy is doing. In December, they replayed their Adult Fan Fiction World Championships, which is hosted by the Flying V Theater and was held in October. It's always entertaining. I listen to it every time they put it out. This year, to my surprise, the winner of the first competition I listened to was titled The Hitchhiker's Guide to Last-Minute Submission by Eli Thunder, written and performed by Ray Pendergrass. It was about the last thing that I expected to hear, and I thought it would make a great bonus episode. So what did you think of that idea, Brian? <laughs> well, of course, you uh, informed me of the, what you'd found, and you sent me the 
uh, link and I listened intently to everything that uh, Ray was recording and I was quite surprised. It was it was quite entertaining. It was very entertaining. <laughs> I do want to make it clear that I understand that the internet is probably full of Hitchhiker's fan fiction, traditional as well as adult, as well as other genres I can only imagine. <laughs> we are not going down that hole just yet. You don't want to record about the furry version? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to do that for at least probably two years. <laughs> if this project of ours lasts that long. There you go. I just want you all to understand the tone of this podcast is not going to change. And this can be considered a one-off episode. <laughs> well, here's the basic story. This is basically the story of an author, Eli Thunder with an imminent deadline, trying, inadequately, to write a piece of adult fan fiction. In case the NSFW warning has somehow been missed, I would just like to let any kids that might be listening that in a minute or so, a nice lady is going to tell a silly story that has a part where a rooster and a kitty cat are friends. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> A giant space kitty cat. Giant, giant, <laughs> giant black space kitty cat. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Our normal podcast hopefully has everybody pre-listen to, read, or watch the same material, and then we discuss it and dissect it, giving our opinions of the good, the bad, and the uncertain. We are not going to have any discussion about this afterward, this is just our Valentine's Day gift to you. Enjoy. The Mid-Galactic Arts Noveling Council presents a Ray Pendergrass performance of The Hitchhiker's Guide to Last-Minute Submission by Eli Thunder. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Last-Minute Submission by Eli Thunder. Delirious Crazed cheers filled the crowded stadium on Talon 5, the most exclusive and private planet on the cigar galaxy, if not the known universe, as a gigantic, throbbing, otherworldly genital, a human cock, thrust into being through the void above them. The cock in question was attached to Zaphod Beeblebrox, best known as the former president of the galaxy, the inventor of the pangalactic gargle blaster, and, according to a paper recently released by the Intergalactic Therapist Guild, the least emotionally intelligent being in the history of existence. It is said that there is no greater pleasure in our or any known universe than Talon sex. And in fact, the reality that we live in now is in large part so buggy because existence itself had to be emergency rebooted after the Talons tried their hand at releasing porn, which simultaneously destroyed the celestial economy and made everybody really just super thoroughly depressed about how inadequate their sex life was. So they just quit everything. Except for, of course, the asexuals who had a lovely time of running everything for a while, but they eventually grew tired of everyone pouting and whining and 
being all sad and boring. So they decided it would just be easier to turn everyone off and then on again, as it were. The crowd on Talon 5 was now thrumming, dancing, and cheering as the evocative music of the Talon Symphony vibrated the air with orgasmic pulses tied to the movements of the human cock thrusting into and out of existence as somewhere far away, it slid into the genital warp portal that lay nested between the legs of their interworld ambassador. It wasn't Zaphod's charm or fame that had won over his lover. It was his ship. Talons have a notorious fetish for space history, and Zaphod had managed to get his hands on the most phenomenal relic. It was instantly recognizable to any collector, a legend. A small ship with a thick, long white cylinder leading to a prominent head exactly in the shape of a cock. One of the last aircraft created on Zaphod's own home planet, Earth. A perfect symbol of that final era of humanity where the rich knew they were absolutely fucking the planet and they didn't care how unsatisfying it would be for everyone else, they were going to get off and head into space. I guess. I don't know. Fuck, this is the worst thing I have ever written, the author, Eli Thunder, thought as he banged his head furiously against the keyboard he'd just been using to write erotica about Douglas Adams and Jeff Bezos and a magical black hole pussy. I have never sunk so low in my entire life, he thought. With a practice motion, he selected all the text, deleted it, and stared desperately into the blank page in front of him. The blank page stared back, unimpressed, almost taunting him. He tabbed over to the email from his editor, four large words staring back at him in large, unfriendly, pixelated letters. Due today at five. Under stared for a moment longer, and then finally released his breath, his body sinking back into the chair with relief, the weight of his own expectations oozing off of him. He was done fighting it. As much fun as he had been having trying to resist this deadline, he knew that was just foreplay, just a warm up before he settled into the role he preferred, the role he felt that felt so right every time he had the opportunity to languish in it. He knew exactly what he wanted right now. His heart raced as the thrill of giving in rushed over his body, his skin was on fire with electric anticipation. Every atom in his body aligned to focus on the submission he now felt rushing over him, ready to consume him. He had so much tension built up in him. He knew that he was giving in too soon. He wished he could have started earlier, that this could have gone on longer, but really the reality, the intensity, the need for release or relief was building too quickly. He tabbed back to the blank page, control Zing his way back, his work back into being, his cheeks blushing furiously as he looked over the flawed human attempt at expression he had created. His cheeks were red, his eyes bright with vulnerability and anticipation, need. He returned to his editor's email, attached the file, and waited for just a moment 
daring himself not to go any further, testing his own willpower, time and breath stopping for one precious last second of sweet, delicious resistance before he submitted. Thank you for listening to Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea. Look for us the first Thursday of every month for a full episode. We will also release a bonus episode later in the month. A very special thanks goes out to Luke, Max, Greg, and Tim Lesnick for arranging and performing our opening theme. We would also like to thank our talented friends and families for their voice work on our introductions and commercials. For this episode, a special thank you to Carly Rounds for portraying two-thirds of Eccentrica Golumbits for our opening. Visit our website at digitalwatchesareaprettyneatidea.buzzsprout.com where you can find links to all my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy-inspired t-shirt designs. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea and on Twitter at Watches Idea. If you'd like to contact us, our email is digitalwatchespodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Fruits for Thought production.